all of a sudden, you know, our country is killing innocent people in a neighboring brotherly country, and we're not even officially allowed to call this a war. So our only thoughts were, where do we fly and when? And the only thing, and this is why I said thank you, and I say it again to you, the only reason making this possible is that we have a distant income. We even have passive income from music. And we know that sitting here, when we came to, to Turkey, we released a new single and we earned several thousand of dollars right here from the hotel, you know, by selling this single. So if we had if, if I hadn't bought that MMM course back into 2019, and if I hadn't studied and experimented with all this, I would be like a lot of my friends who are stuck back home and they write me, you know, this is horrible. I want to leave, but I cannot because what, how will I earn money abroad? You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, where you'll learn how you can use direct-to-fan marketing strategies to grow your fan base and generate income from your music with no record label, radio, airplay, touring, or press. And I'm your host, John Ojaka. All right, John Ojaka here, and thanks for tuning in to episode number 50 of the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. Today's episode is... In many ways, it's a bit of a heavy one. I, I think it's a somewhat profound one, um, and hopefully it will be an enlightening one. We're going to be speaking to Alexander Osipov from the band Imperial Age. Uh, Imperial Age is a symphonic metal band from Russia. Now, uh, Alexander bought m one of my programs, Music Marketing Manifesto, uh, an earlier version of it. Uh, it's in its fifth edition now, but he bought an earlier version of it uh really embraced the strategies worked very hard and really transformed his his already successful band from a financially uh losing proposition as he'll explain in the in the interview to uh an overwhelming financial success um that is that is significant because as we all know as i'm recording this russia is at war with ukraine and um this is a this is an absolute tragedy as i think we would all agree um but as a result of what he learned and applied from mmm and the financial freedom that that ultimately gave his band and because he had the the smarts to establish uh an overseas company as that money started coming in he has been able to leave Russia with uh, income coming in, in many cases passive income, uh, from the sale of their music and merch and flee the country at this really terrible time, which is, uh, again, a massive life change for Alexander and the rest of the band. Um, but... There's something I, I can't help but be incredibly touched and, and moved by the fact that, you know, I, MMM and what we do around here could have an impact on someone's life at a time like this. You know, we don't normally think of of my little music marketing course having having a part in a story about war. But but here we are. So, um, again, as I say, Alexander's a very smart, hardworking guy, and he deserves, uh, him and his band deserve all of the credit for the success that they've had, to be clear. Um, but it is these strategies that helped him transform his band into the success that they are, at least on a financial level. So there are some fantastic lessons, I think, to be learned here. Alexander's just going to basically walk us through his experience, tell us a bit about his band, uh, and describe what it is they do to ultimately market their music. Um, Imperial Age is a very successful band uh, who's made a huge mark in the symphonic metal genre. If you're a fan of symphonic metal or even just metal in general, um, be sure to check them out. Uh, as he'll say later in the show, uh, you can get some free music, see what they've been doing uh, to market their music by going to sevensongs.imperial-age.com. Again, that's seven, the number seven. 
songs.imperial-age.com. I think later in the show, I may brush over that and say imperialage.com, but to be clear, it is imperial-age.com. <laughs> All right. Um, so we've got a lot to cover. This is a very riveting story, a very powerful story, and a very topical one at that. And it's it's that's fairly unique around here at Music Marketing Manifesto. Uh, we're not always covering <laughs> covering music marketing and war in the same breath. So um, he's got a, a, a fairly unique and interesting uh, perspective. And when we return, we'll be speaking with Alexander Osipov or Eor from the metal band Imperial Age. All right, back in a sec. You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. All right, we are back. So on the line with me is Alexander Osipov or Aor from the band Imperial Age. Alexander, it's uh, good to have you here. How are you? Yeah. Hi, John. It's a great honor to be uh, talking on this podcast after like two and a half years of listening <laughs> to it. So, so thanks for inviting me. You know, it's fantastic to have you. This is a very, very topical uh, episode, which, you know, we're dealing with a, a couple of we've, we're here to talk about music and marketing. But we there's also this political um, issue uh, sort of overshadowing this conversation, which makes it sort of unique for the podcast. And um, I think there's a pretty, pretty special story here. Um, I want to just kind of lay this out and then we're going to we're going to back up and kind of st- start at the beginning of your story but you know you and I have been in contact for for quite some time through messenger and we've spoken on the phone before uh you're to give everyone the lay of the land and you correct me wherever I get any of this wrong you were originally an MMM student who um uh, bought one of my courses a few years back I did pretty well with it it had uh I I think a, a pretty from what you've told me a significant impact on you and your band which I'll, I'll let you describe in a bit um but more recently, it has led to a, a degree of financial freedom that allowed you to get out of Russia. Your band is from Russia. And when the war broke out, you were you were able to leave. And that's that was so touching for me to hear. You know, we do these things that we do and all we want is to have an impact on people's lives. You know, normally we're just thinking about helping people make their dreams come true. But as as we're all sitting under this cloud of, of war, uh, to get a letter from someone who said that my little course um, not only changed their their band's uh, outcome or reality, but it also changed it, it. It got you out of oh, well, your country is not war torn, but it got you out of uh, a country at a time of war. That's a pretty profound impact, and I never would have been <laughs> expected that my little marketing course could have had that impact. So I want to talk about that as well. Is that all? Is that all an accurate um, just setting so far? Am I saying anything? That's Absolutely. Not okay. Absolutely. Well, and and I just brushed over that. I mean, let, let's talk a little bit about your band. Why don't you describe your band? So you until recently. Recently, you're, you're a Russian symphonic metal band. Give us a little bit um, of history on, on your band and what it is that you do. Yeah, we started, uh, we released the, uh, our first album in December 2012, so technically started in 2013. Um, played some, you know, you know, we're just like the, the regular starter band, you know, mm-hmm. played some shows at home uh, and did some support tours. Then uh, in 2014, we hooked with the founder of our genre, with Christopher Janssen from Therian. He, we, we supported them in, in St. Petersburg, you know, became friends after that. He invited us to come with Therian on tour to Europe. That, and that's how we were introduced to the European audience. And then we had our three more tours, actually, in, in Europe. Uh, but we couldn't live off the money, so it was not e- enough for us. For for example, I had to work as an English teacher, uh, as a tutor. Uh, Jane had to work as a biology tutor. She's a doctor by education, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, until actually, right before our European headliner tour in 2019, I 
I was searching, I, I understood the concept of funnels and I was searching for courses which would have to do with funnels, specifically with regard to entertainment and with music. And I bumped onto your course from just, just Googling around and I was buying everything I could lay my hands off. And just for, for the listeners who don't know, this is Music Marketing Manifesto. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. MMM. And then on top of that, the Facebook ads mm, course sure, as sure. well. I think one doesn't come without the other. So, uh, and before that, I was actually also training in CPA, uh, cost per action market marketing mm -hmm. on social media as well. Sure. And I actually tried applying that to music and it did not work. Right. As I realized later, it didn't work because those CPA things, you know, like buy those shiny, what are those earphones? That's yeah. or some other crap, you know, that's, are geared towards spontaneous selling, yeah. uh, towards one-step selling. Whereas in complicated things like entertainment, where is where there is no immediate direct value and there is no in, immediate hunger for something, you know. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean. You know when a person comes and say, you know, I want to eat, and here's a sandwich. Yeah. No, no okay. interest or desire. One step yeah. Sale. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and with entertainment, what desire are we fulfilling by our new album? Uh, you know yeah. so that's a multi-step sale and when I realized that I started multi-touch sales so when I realized that I started searching for somebody who would teach me how to do email funnels mm -hmm. so and amongst the others I bumped into you bought MMM bought the Facebook uh, course and even before the tour started you know I started seeing sales Right, that's amazing. And we we released now. Here here is the funny bit. We released a live album like one week before the tour, mm -hmm. and we and by the time over the course of like a few weeks, I then managed to build up a, a mailing list of like one thousand people, mm -hmm. and I sent this album to them, and we sold enough C CDs to pay for our tour van. Well, that was only $3,000, and you can imagine the tour van. Sure. But sure. that tour, tour van went 25,000 miles all across y y Europe, from Moscow to Scotland to Portugal, Greece, and back to Moscow, all around, in, and it worked. So after that, when, when, when we all came home, I went in, I started to really study uh, this whole thing to experiment with Facebook, to experiment with landing pages, to experiment with copy and everything uh, until I made it work somehow. And by the end of the year, I quit my job as an English tutor and Jane quit her job as a biology tutor. And since that time, we have only been earning with our music. So that's almost, that's two years and four months now. Mm -hmm. And we are actually paying salaries to people who are helping us doing this, for example, to people who are taking care of our web shop and, th and things like that. So this feeds basically the entire band. That's amazing. That's so, so cool. You know, I mean, I, I have if I have heard, you know, quite a few success stories uh, doing what I do, but it's it never stops. <laughs> to be corny touching my heart you know it's so amazing that's all that's all uh, purpose. i think i said this you know earlier this, this is all we want to do um i think in life when we do anything whether we're musicians or you're making you know marketing training as i do you want to have an impact on people's lives it's not just nothing's just about money you know or maybe it is for some people Absolutely. but it's, it's certainly not why i i do it there's easier ways to make money I do it because this is my tribe. These are my people. And, you know, you, I think I have something to give and can make an impact. And so, so, so when you do and you hear those stories of, of being able to help somebody else, you know, I know that pain as a musician. I know that fear of, of wanting, having a message you need to get out and worrying that you're never going to be able to do it in a sustainable way. So the idea of handing that to someone or at least helping, giving somebody the tools that they need to help themselves is one of the most um, rewarding feelings in the world. So that's, that's fantastic to hear. And thank you. Um, but uh, thank you. let's talk a little bit about what you were doing, because I really want people to to see this transformation, this to to um, experience that, to to be able to relate to it. What were you doing before MMM as a band? Um, you know, what? How were you getting your music out there? What were you doing that ultimately 
in your words, kind of wasn't working. It was working, but it was not effective. Right. That right. Way. So I see. it was resultative, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. not effective. Right. You, you understand sure. the difference, right? Sure, sure. Uh, so we were touring. Because support, and, and I, sh- I want to make this clear, your your band has quite a presence in in your genre. Um, you you're, you're one of the larger symphonic metal bands in the world, are you not? Well, I don't think that's for me to judge. It's for 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 the people to judge. But sure. a- but anybody can go to Spotify or YouTube or Facebook and see the metrics for themselves. Right, right. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, but so I think a lot of people. And, and I'm sure you've grown significantly over the last few years, but a lot of people, we see those stats, we see those numbers, we see a presence in the market, and we just assume, you know, these are these are rock stars um, who uh, have, at, at the very least, enough money to to do this professionally. But that's, oh, John, that's not always the case. John, I know personally quite a lot of people from bands. I would not mention the, the yeah, names sure. because just out of respect for these people, mm-hmm. but personally my friends from bands which are bigger than us and i mean those are in metal they are household names i mean every metal musician knows them yeah uh every metal head and trust me not all of them are actually capable of living off their music many of them have have to have other jobs and i'm talking about really big and famous bands yeah like really big and famous sure not stadium size but you know just underneath that yeah yeah so those people whom you would never consider are to struggle for money, but they do. And especially when COVID hit, all those guys who relied on touring uh, were absolutely drained. And the reason for that is that under any record deal, the label takes 90% of your income. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Well, it's from 90 to 87 usually these days. Right. So the royalty is like 10 to, thir- to, to, to 13%. So it's like if you earn a salary, I don't know, $10,000, uh, you're giving $9,000 away. <laughs> yeah, sure. And you're left with 1000 which is taxable. Right. So... <laughs> well, so so so, what were you doing? You you mentioned you know it was working, but it wasn't effective. Your band is has got a presence. Your band is out there making a mark, but uh, it ultimately wasn't wasn't effective. It wasn't sustaining you guys financially. But what what were you doing? What was your strategy prior to? Let's put it. It was not an asset. It it, it was a liability. It, it was a liability <laughs> right. which was slowly growing, but it needed money. You know, yeah, it didn't yeah. give money. Yeah. Yeah, and what and what was that tactic? Because and the reason I'm I'm I keep hitting this is because I, I understand. I, I think I I think there's a lot of people out there that are going to hear your story and go, well, shoot, that's what I'm doing, <laughs> and and yeah, that's like what everybody's doing. Well, actually, most are not even doing that, <laughs> but right. those who are trying to do something, that's what they what they're doing. So we were focused on touring. Mm-hmm with bigger bands, you know, support touring. Mm -hmm. We were focused on trying to get a record deal. Mm -hmm. And running ahead, I can say that we were totally unsuccessful back then. But right now, we are actually declining record deals from big labels. But we'll come to that later. Right. And And what what about streaming? What about actual monetization at that time? Right now? No, no, at that time. Then, before There was no no monetization. There wasn't. (laughs) So just... There there was nothing to monetize. Right, just music and merch at at shows, basically. Yeah, and the web shop, which was like selling like one CD a week or something. Right, right. So... So one CD a week, uh, that was was your online revenue well, I, well maybe maybe two cds yeah, a week sure. and one t and one t-shirt but nothing significant right right so and what about nothing streaming? that streaming i don't know we started really focusing on streaming o- only over the last year i see so okay. got it Sorry. we used the the we used the the expertise the money the abilities which we gained from the funnels from the physical mm-hmm. sales uh, we use that to push our streaming. Now we have a passive income from streaming and from monetization and from Patreon, but this is an expensive thing to build. 
it's much more expensive than to build a physical funnel. You know? Right, right. Okay, of so selling CDs. So you're a symphonic metal band with a, a pretty pretty strong presence in your in your genre in your space from Russia. You're touring and touring and touring, uh, selling music and merchant shows, occasionally selling the odd item on on your site. But as you said, it was a, a financial liability at this time, not not an asset. And then you come across these concepts through MMM about, uh, and, and I'm sure you picked other things up elsewhere, but about the, the this concept of building funnels to market your music. Talk about when that light bulb went off and what happened. Well, I think that wasn't like a switch of the light bulb. You mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. it's, this was like our... Um, a variable resistor which was slowly turning on <laughs> sure so so as as i said i realized quite quickly i mean already 10 years ago i actually knew about funnel marketing from info business because that's what is used to market the various tr training courses mm -hmm. and i actually knew knew the idea and even back then i tried to implement it to music so i tried to get people to subscribe to my mailing list because even back then I realized that that is the power, you know? Sure. Um, but you, I you glitched out a little bit there, but just so, so, sorry, we've got a little, a little digital glitch there, yes. but, but you had said uh, that you realized the mailing list was the power. Or is that what you said? I just Turkish don't... internet. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, 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 I knew that, the mailing list was the main source of power, but I didn't have the understanding of how to make people in the music business sign up to this mailing list. And I didn't fully understand how to properly talk to people, you know, how mm -hmm. to communicate with them and how to sell mm -hmm. with that. So I had kind of a very vague cloud in my head, but I needed to crystallize it. I needed to Basically, I just needed to take somebody's lifelong experience, you know, mm -hmm. uh, granulate it into a few granules, you know, mm -hmm. like the Philosopher's Stone, eat them, understand, <laughs> and implement. Sure. So, and so that's so, what training courses are for. Right. I mean, indeed. So, what did you do? I bought your course, <laughs> yeah. studied it, yeah. and. Then I start, and then I started adding my adding myself to it. So sure. I started experimenting with it as much as I could. But before that, as I said, um, I I told it to you, but I didn't say it here. Okay. So first of all, I started studying online advertising, like targeting advertising. Um, but I didn't. Uh, it didn't work for for music because music is a multi touch sale mm -hmm. so i start i started learning cpa but that's the same thing cost per action mm -hmm. marketing mm -hmm. um and then i started i somehow i i don't know i came across or i just remembered the, the concept of funnels and i started uh first of all searching for people who would implement a funnel for me but there was like business guys who, oh we will implement a funnel to your business for twenty thousand right. dollars we are very good experts blah 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 mm -hmm. so that was not the option right and then i started uh, finding some coaches who would be doing that for music and i bumped in, in into you mm -hmm. and, and that's and almost immediately it started wor working because it clicked in my head. Aha, here are the missing pieces of the puzzle. How do you connect our subscribers to the mailing list on one hand to music sales on the other, you right. know, and mm -hmm. all the steps in between. And I went, ooh, okay, let, let, let's go. But I also s studied psychology, you know, also mm -hmm. like 10 years ago, mm -hmm. 15 years ago, NLP a little bit, mm -hmm. a little bit copywriting, a little bit marketing, web design, mm -hmm. HTML, CSS, things which are, I think, absolutely ir irreplaceable in this. Um, so this all came together and here we are. 
but so I, I want to talk about the physical steps. So I understand that that's the basics of the journey um, in terms of discovery. But but what is it? You know, a lot of people are not familiar with this process. They hear the word funnel. They even hear the words, you know, MMM or music marketing manifesto, but they don't know what we do. So how do you market your music? What did you start doing? Um, where did you start to have successes? You know, like like describe the actual mechanics of how you grew your business. Mm, you know, I like how, how you put it, that building a funnel is like dating. Mm. You know, you don't grab a girl on the street and say, let's go fuck, because <laughs> probably you will just 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 get a brick in your face or something sure. like that. No, of, of course, like maybe in 2% of cases, you will go and fuck, but you, you know, <laughs> it's questionable. <laughs> in most ca cases, is it's not going to work, you know. But if you court her, you know, if you start just by talking about weather, you know, about dogs, cats, I don't know, take her out for coffee, then take 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 her out for a coffee again, then take her out for a coffee again, you know, then go somewhere else. Also, uh, make sure that you make the impression of an interesting person, you know, mm -hmm. of a likable personality and things like that then you have a good chance of actually having sex with her and dating her and maybe, you know, maintaining a, a, a long relationship your entire life. It's exactly the same thing with selling. If you come to an odd guy on the street and say, hey, I have a CD here, you want to buy it? Well, what, what, what would you answer? <laughs> yeah. The reaction is going to be, who the hell are you? Yeah, exactly. So, so you need to first uh, hook the attention. Then you need to, while that hook is still hot, you know, you need to tell something about yourself that would interest them further. And then you should show that you're not just some snake oil seller who's trying to sell them something, but that you can actually give them value. You should demonstrate that value and then they will pay you themselves. You know, the first year I actually, in the funnel, I missed the selling emails. I just, when I was building, I just, you know, forgot to do them. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not joking. The mm. LTO ones. And people still bought. Right. Because they were interested in the because we were just trying to give them value. So just Later, giving value, course, no, no, no promotion, nothing to get them off the fence. So you had half of no, the funnel there missing. Was promotion, but it wasn't really sell, 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 buy, mm -hmm. buy, buy, you know, mm -hmm. we were just telling about our, our sales and say, well, check this out, check this out. If you're interested, check, check this out. Right. And, and everywhere in the bottom, there were like links to the web shop and that was enough. Sure, sure. Yeah, I hear that a lot, especially with metal, to be honest, because it's such a, you know, such a, a tribal um, genre where fans, you know, love to collect. So there's there's some there's some pluses. But only the if genre. they like it. Absolutely. Only absolutely. If, it's, it's also a very critical know, genre, too. Yeah, you're right. It's a very polarizing. You know, there's love you also you. this thing which people don't seem to understand in all walks of life. But when pe people try telling me like, oh, it's just promotion, you know. I'm telling them, okay, how many times a day do you buy things which you do not want to buy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how, yeah, how, sure. how many times a day you buy things which you don't like? You know? Mm -hmm, <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, uh, unless you really like something, that there is no way I can make you buy it, you know? Well, unless we're in a country like Iran or Russia. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but um, in a free world, you know, you buy only the things which... I made you want to buy, I mean, which I showed you the benefits of. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I think that's very simple principles which people do not realize completely. Yeah, I, I've, I'm always trying to sort of um, get that across. The selling is kind of the easiest part. You don't really have to do much there. You just have to open the door, so to speak, and say, here is the thing, if you want it. It's the stuff before that. It's the it's the hook to get their attention. It's the story to build their interest. And, and then it's just, there's a few selling triggers and a few selling tricks, you know, presenting things in the right way, giving people a reason to act now. Sure, um, sure. But, it, but it's the selling is the easiest part. You're not twisting any arms. You're not, as you just say, you're not making 
making people want something they don't want. You're just tapping into their pre-existing wants and showing them that the, the benefits of your music or what you have to offer uh, align with what they already want. And, yeah. and if you can yeah. do that, then yeah. you, you really can't fail. Um, so I think you've done a good job of describing the psychology behind all of this, but I really want to paint the picture of the mechanics. So a lot of people are sitting okay. there, you know, like, Me what do you do? What's, what's the 80 percent? What in terms of 80 percent of what comes in? You know, what's responsible for those sales? What do you build? What do you put in place if somebody wants to take a crack at doing this themselves? How does this look? For, first of all, Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. I know you advocate for pictures, but in my case, video works better. I don't know why, but I prefer to just give people the music straight away. You know, no. I found that. Yeah, I, if I can interrupt there, I want to clarify. Yeah. Yes, if I deal with a group of, you know, a thousand musicians, the majority of them with the approach that I teach with a deep sale funnel are going to do better, are going to get more subscribers um, and, and more growth with, with images and text. And this is purely because um, it doesn't satisfy uh, the curiosity and it creates that conversation. Well, this person is describing something that is exactly what I like. And the only way I can take the next step and sort of find out if they are, if they do in fact deliver upon what their promises is, is yeah. to subscribe. But that's definitely not always the case. Absolutely, there are cases where, where video will do better. Um, certain genres, again, metal is one of those genres where I hear reports of video doing, doing um, best quite a lot. Um, and certainly if you have music that has an immediate value to your market, it's harder when you get into um, vaguer or, or not not vaguer, but broader genres, even singer-songwriters and and pop and R&B and things like this that, that don't immediately connect with a person like punk or metal or uh, even various subgenres of hip-hop, you know, where people go, ooh, this is me. This is the kind of music that I like and there's not, you know, an unlimited supply of it. Those people will really grab onto a music video. So video absolutely has its place. I don't want to come off as saying video is never never no, the best for approach, the first but, but image and text for the first for year i think minimum or maybe a year and a half we only used photos to, yeah to yeah. great success that's still only mostly just, what i do just yeah. videos worked even better yeah but. sure sure especially <laughs> actually, with streaming funnels um uh, you know actually, it's all my experience video. here is i i remembered Photos give you cheaper subscribers. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm, true. Mm -hmm. Due to that interest, due to that cu curiosity aspect. So you yeah. get more subscribers. But with video, you get more expensive su subscribers, but they, they buy, buy more. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a good point. Definitely worth so experimenting with. So you get higher quality subscribers because I guess the people who don't like your, your music, in the first case, they drop off yeah. when, when they hear it. Certainly. But in the second case, they drop off on the video. Certainly. I think, and just because I'm used to answering the different objection points um, here, somebody might be thinking, yeah, so that makes sense. What's the point in getting a subscriber if we don't know if they like our music yet? The the point for some is, is the simple fact that we don't, you know, some of us don't make music that is going to connect immediately with every, with a large number of people, but that doesn't mean it's not going to connect in the long run. And so by getting that subscriber, we buy ourselves multiple opportunities to make that connection. Um, I would also say, sorry for interrupting, no, no. just time. I, I would also say that most people actually don't know whether they like your music or not. They need to listen to it many times. Yeah, Often absolutely. the video which you present is like 30 or 15 seconds, which yeah. is totally un unrepresentative of your entire career. So um, the way I think about it is that you, while that subscriber is reading, mm -hmm. you should tell them you should give our yourselves maximum exposure to their attention right. so that they have the chance to accustom themselves with as much of your uh, work as possible because again most pe people don't know straight away most people are not hot buyers most people you know they need to contemplate okay. and you should give them the food to eat basically the information to contemplate on but so so again going back to those mechanics what does this look like what do you what do you what have you built and how do you drive bring in those so customers first of and all how do you facebook make those ads mm -hmm. facebook ads are aimed 
variously. Mm-hmm. You have to experiment with that. Sure. Or with ver- with various content, we mm-hmm. have to experiment with that, mm-hmm. with various text, with various videos, with various pictures, leading to the landing page. Mm-hmm. The landing page has a big bad photo and, you know, says get seven songs for free. Mm-hmm. And so that's so what seven the, songs, the, you give away nearly an entire album. Ooh, that's not a lot for us. <laughs> What's that? And what? That's not not a lot for us. Oh, I see, I see. You know, mm-hmm. my logic is that if people, these are actually our some of our best songs, and mm-hmm. the logic here is that people think, okay, if these guys give this away for free, what's there for the money? Right, you know? right. Okay, so keeping us on track, Facebook ads, they land on a, on a squeeze page, a landing page that offers these, these songs that has some, presumably, you know, a headline, presumably some quotes of, or test, you know, reviews, uh, no, press, no, nothing. In, in, so in our case, like? we split tested all of that we split tested like a huge newspaper uh-huh, <laughs> you know uh-huh. like five screens of, of information against just no information at all uh-huh. uh with pop-ups without pop-ups you know yeah, with the sure. form here there everywhere uh, the one which works which well which won all the split tests is just the band uh-huh. photo mm-hmm. the band logo says get seven songs for free and a big button saying yes get Give me the songs. The person presses on the button, gets a pop-up, enter your email address without the name, but there is a huge conversion difference. Mm-hmm. And then they they go in. You were right about the double arm optimization. I was very reluctant to introduce it. Mm-hmm. And the first two two years I worked without it. But actually it's like a bit like the video effect. It gives you more expensive subscribers, but yeah. they are much better. Yeah, so the, the, in the, the long run you win. There are there are occasions I still use it off, um, especially in the learning phase of a project. But yeah, typically that's that's the case, and especially with Facebook's algorithm doing what it does, it just runs with everything. So if you train it to get you low quality subscribers, it will get you more low quality subscribers. Um, and having that confirmed opt-in typically um, also really the bigger things. the budget, the yeah. the worse it gets without that optimization. Indeed, indeed, you expose yourself to all kinds of um, sort of yeah. click farms and low quality clicks. Yeah, but anyway, so. Okay, they sign up, then what happens? Then they get an email a day, which introduces them to the band. So the first email is the seven free songs, mm-hmm. and in the postscriptum they get this. Uh, in every email, no, not in every, well, in every instance they get a link to the web shop, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. without any selling, like, yes, yeah, yeah. the web shop is here, that, that's it. Um, and what so kind of content are you sending them over, over this? We're... We took what you have in MMM plus mm-hmm. added a few uh, letters of our own, mm-hmm. but the overall canvas is is generally what what's in MMM. So we have these two blog posts, which are essentially an extended biography, mm-hmm. right? Uh, told from first person. Mm-hmm. Um, then we show them our live videos. I think that's in letter number three because we have some live videos filmed with big audiences, mm-hmm. but it, but that's specific for us because I think that this gives them the subconscious impression of that this band is already big and successful. Yeah, sure. And which I social proof are, but that works only if you have social proof. If you don't, you should create it first and then sure put it in. Um, so yeah, it's it's mostly focused around the value, i.e. telling them what we're about, mm-hmm. telling them about ourselves, and social proof, yeah. Yep. Uh, also, there is an, a closed YouTube interview, which we filmed, hell, in December 2019. People are still glad to watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still love it. We need to make another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the end, there are these three emails, which I added much later, as I told you, yeah. um, with this limited time offer. And uh, the limited time offer, I've been changing it and experimenting with it. And, and again, for the first couple of years, it just said, buy all our discography on CD, which is like four CDs. Mm-hmm. And then another one came in and a DVD, and it became five CDs and a DVD, and get it in digital form for free. And over the last year, I started splitting it up, like buy first the album, and the upsell is the entire discography. But we're focused on CDs. We do not sell 
digital. The, di- the digital goes free on top. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot one very, one very important thing. <laughs> when mm-hmm. somebody subscribes and they confirm their email address, they are sent to a thank you page, mm-hmm. which offers them a CD, the latest album, with the discount. And if they buy that, then they're offered the first half of the discography with the, with the same discount. And if they buy that, they are offered with the second half of the discography with the same discount. Gotcha. Plus with various bump offers like posters and things like that. Right. And can you tell, uh, me, tell us what the price points are at each one of those steps? I think the regular price of a CD at our web shop is 17 mm-hmm. US dollars. Mm-hmm. We count it in dollars because the company is based in the United States. Sure. Um, the, the first discount, I think, is 25%, and then it goes for the all, mm-hmm. whereas the uh, discount at the end of the funnel used to be 40%, but I decreased it to 30 because the shipping costs increased. Mm-hmm. So, so that's how it goes. And it's a real discount. And, and so I'm sorry, like, you know, on, the, on yeah. the upsell, what was the price on the discography? The same as on the initial sale. Uh, seventeen. So, no, no, no. So the first, no, 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 or seventeen dollars per CD. Yes, yeah. So what is the what do you charge for that upsell? Ah, you are oh, well seventeen by times five. Times how much that? Oh. Fifty plus thirty five, eighty five twenty five percent. So that's going to be around sixty something dollars. I see. I see. For gotcha. the upsell. Gotcha. Okay, and then a, and then a second upsell with basically the same offer but a different collection. Mm, with a different percentage. Different no, no, no. Percentage. the the initial on the entrance mm-hmm. to the funnel are that is CD mm-hmm. then first half of discography then second half of discography altogether for 60 bucks at the end of the funnel it's first cd mm-hmm. the latest album and then all the other discography but as i said it's liquid it's changing so today i try this out tomorrow sure. i try that out i'm still not sure which one which way works best okay but just just again help trying to paint these pictures along the way and recap so you drive traffic with facebook ads you you've had the best luck with video people land on your landing page which is a pretty simple again it depends as i said the first one and a half years we worked with pictures and sure. it was also fun yeah sure I, I understand but again i just just want to give people something Pretty, pretty simple that they can lock their heads into to understand the There's, general if flow. If you have a beautiful girl in the band, use her picture. <laughs> yes, yes. That, That's uh, what I can tell you for sure. Indeed. Nobody indeed. is interested in my looks. Jane <laughs> rips me apart when it comes to, to conversion rates. Right, right. I've seen that before. Um, so you you uh, you drive traffic with Facebook ads. You They land on a landing page. They sign up to your mailing list um, at every they're getting basically an email a day at every step of, along the way they're getting a very casual sort of PS if you want to buy something you can here yeah. um, and then eventually they get a more deliberate pitch uh, yeah. which is you can get it here at this discounted price um, but for a yeah, limited for time three days only, and if they and buy that they go to a landing page that says would you like to you know get even more of our music for a, a very steep discount and if they say yes to that or no to that um they go to another upsell is that that right um actually i think i still have not implemented the down sales sure, which i should sure but my bad but there is a it's a three-step process you have right so sale upsell and then another upsell at the moment yes yes okay got initially it. it was just one step process. for again for the first two years it, it was just nothing right for the first year and all the sales happened, you know, randomly and at the end of the funnel. Then I added this sale CD on the thank you page. And then a year after that, I decided, okay, let, let's do some upsells everywhere. And your price so, point, and it's, sorry, I'm, I'm stepping all over you and I want to get to these nuggets because I'm watching this clock and it's uh-huh. it's making my blood pressure go up because I got to get this. I want to got to get to the other questions. But um, but your price points are around. And again, we understand that it's changing all the time, but your price points are around $17.95, um, I think you said, for the album and then around 65 for the upsells. Um, what kind of 
What kind of, uh, you know, there, for starters, there's a lot of no, people. No, no, no. 17 is the initial price yes. of the album, minus 25%. I see. That's going to be and around LTO, 13, 12 and a half to 13. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So when they're getting peppered casually to buy it, it's for seventeen ninety five, And then a yes. week or so in yes. or a few days in, you run the yes. special offer that is for the, yes. the discounted price of thirteen ninety five, yes. and. And yes. then the upsell is a similarly discounted yes. collection and another yes. one that is a exactly. similarly discounted. So, so, you know, there might be some people listening to this. For starters, there's a whole lot of people listening to this going, nobody buys albums. What are you talking about? We're in the streaming age. Um, I, it frustrates the heck out of me because certainly as an industry, we've seen that decline. But, you know, 40 million albums like physical CDs were sold in America last year for another 40 million. This is approximately vinyl albums were sold in America last year. Um, I don't know. I'm selling. I was told that Americans don't buy CDs. 50% of my sales go to the United States. Yeah. I was told that Americans don't like symphonic metal. 50% of my sales go to the United States. I was told that Americans don't like Russians. 50% of my sales go to the United States. Bollocks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the last time I bought a CDN was like 10 years ago, but mm -hmm. I'm selling them every day, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that upsell is huge. You know, we're talking around $65 or so. That's a big chunk of money for someone to spend. What's your conversion rate there? How, how, what percentage of your customers pick that up? <sighs> Frankly speaking, I don't have this off the top of my head. Approximately is fine. Also, just because it changes. Man, it's really difficult to calculate. It seems simple to calculate, you know, but first of all, it has been quite a while since I've calculated these things. And second, or um, with all these, with Facebook growing nuts on conversions with this iOS 14 things, calculating precise conversions has become e even more difficult. Yeah. And since the web shop also has other sources of sales now, you know, mm. like people just buying, and people buying from multiple um, mail-outs like ballpark. we have. Hmm? Just a ballpark. We don't need to know the specifics, but you know, the I just want to give people a sense of what's possible. The initial, it recoups the initial costs mm -hmm. of the advertising, mm -hmm. uh, plus salaries for people who work at the web shop, mm -hmm. plus it's enough for myself and Jane to live off uh, relatively well you know, or in various countries. And then you, that, and then on top of that, you've got follow-up promotions. You mentioned Patreon. So you're not, and again, you know, we, we know how this works, but others don't, you know, you don't just stop there, right? They're on your mailing list. They, some have purchased, some haven't, but you continue promoting nonstop throughout the year. What's your, what's your schedule like? Mm, I don't have a strict schedule. Yeah, well, sure. I do have now when we have an album release cycle, you know, started. Mm -hmm. Actually, the first single comes out in two hours uh, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's 10 o'clock here in Turkey. So, p.m. So, um, now now I, ha I have a schedule. But before that, I just email them casually when there was something to, to email, you know. Also, if we're talking about schedules, we try to run a Christmas sale every year with a discount of, of around 30%, which works really well. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you get a relatively big email list, mine was 50,000, then I cut it in half, mm -hmm. you know, with a bleeding heart, deleted yeah. 25,000 subscribers. Well, because they were dormant, I'm yeah, sorry, right. and I couldn't be asked to pay a web room an extra 200 bucks for them per yeah, month. Indeed. So, but I still have the list on my computer though, just in case. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, but um when you have a big list and you're emailing them regularly when you have a big list it's very difficult to calculate your conversions from the advertisements alone because there is so much going on and frankly speaking i stopped tracing where people are buying from because mm -hmm. it's technically impossible to trace i rather look at the big picture and see like i have mm, there i regard this as a big black box where you put money in yeah and money comes out you know <laughs> yeah, and as long as the latter well. is bigger is bigger than the former it's working yeah there's so and many the weird weird little connections that are as you say really difficult to sort of track that i think that's the most important thing is you just make sure more money is coming out than is going in um and then you're starting to tweak and starting to improve that ratio also 
so we got two more things that we need to quickly touch and it looks like we've got about five minutes to do it and so i want i, I want <laughs> just give right. me a one minute answer to this first one because we really need to talk about you getting out of russia as a result of all of this because sure. that's huge but sure. a one minute answer to this what is it so so what is your music career like now what is the business of your band like now in terms of what is that trans that transformation so before you're losing money um, i mean you've mentioned you've touched on this a little bit but but your your talk about your growth talk about what the snapshot of your business is as a result of all of this stuff and what you're able to do right now we have two and a half people working almost full-time on mm -hmm. our web shop mm -hmm. uh, which sells cds t-shirts caps posters especially posters of jane are selling well <laughs> um and stuff like that um it is still based in russia where, where it was and now our biggest problem is moving it into europe mm -hmm. because of all these flight bans and problems of getting money into the country mm -hmm. um i am focused mostly on doing content so on doing music but also on running the social networks, the website, and the advertising, which is impossible to delegate mm -hmm. um, from my experience. Because any person who knows advertising as well as I need them to know has no incentive to work for someone else because they can be self-employed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, the, and those guys who claim that they are good Facebook ad advertisers and are trying to find employment, which means they're crap yeah. advertisers. That's been my In experience. My That's totally been my experience. Every time I try to hire a freelancer, uh, they know less than I do and it brings my business down. Exactly. And that's why you hire them and not the other way around. Right, right. That's the key to, to the bank account, you know, if you know Facebook ads. So, um, yeah, so that's what we're fo focused on. So um, the time is split between creating music and uh, doing the advertising and making sure the sales happen. Mm -hmm. And then the people at the web shop, they make sure that the fans receive what they're owed. So right. that that's how it works. So it, it's so basically, technically speaking, we have our own l little record label. So right. we also have a distribution agreement with a big Swedish distributor, Sound Pollution, who work also with bands like Sabaton, In Flames, and like that. But they only sell ten percent of what we sell through our <laughs> web shop. Right, right. And we are constantly being offered, sign a license deal with us. And, and we say, what's the point? You know, right. Why should we waste m money? And after we played our first online show in April 2020 for the entire world, we started getting offers from big record labels. Mm -hmm. And the conversation with one of them ended with us saying, hey guys, if we sign this, we will have to find ourselves a day job and they were really pissed. Right. I mean, they were really pissed because they they said, okay, we will give you an advance for like $11,000, but we want the rights for your new album for 20 years. And right. I just laughed in their face. I said, come on, man, I just gave an online show and I was donated $11,000. That is non-recoupable, unlike the advance, yeah. which is 100% recoupable right yeah and i already have it and i control all the rights why the heck do you need this and they said okay maybe your operation is too big for us right. you know and the other la labels said oh can we please li listen to your new album and i said i'm that was r relevant like five years ago when we were nobody and would sign anything now we're, we don't even want to play this game if you have an offer you, you can you know offer it but make sure it's really good because we're not interested right. so so it's safe to say the revenue coming in is is six figures plus e each year yes yeah fantastic More. fantastic well it it, it it is six figures, but six figures can be 100,000, 200,000, 800,000. You know, it's a big difference. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just, yeah, giving, <laughs> giving you privacy. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I think it's important to. to Only crowdfunding last year was 65,000. Yeah, wow, that's, fan that's fantastic. Okay, so do we have time to talk about you getting out of Russia? I'm, I'm sensitive to yes, time constraints. Okay, so, so a few weeks ago, and this is massive, you know, three, four weeks ago, war breaks out between Russia and Ukraine and you're in Russia 
what is this like? What happens? What what do you do? Well, ever, ever since the, the troops were put on the border, you know, our thought was, okay, this is some sort of, sort of chess game, you know, that mm. this is some sort of, sort, of, sort of bluff. You know, they put them closer to the border, then they withdraw them, then they put them closer again. It's like free PR, you know, yeah. free media coverage. And it looked just like, you know, just, just, just fucking geopolitics are mm-hmm. uh, but we but but it started growing darker and when putin announced that uh, they would accept the well not accept that they would um what's the the english word for for or that, that that they would say that they that those breakaway republics are real states now mm-hmm. uh that's when this bulb you know went red and we thought okay some shit is brewing mm-hmm. so we started thinking of what we would do in the worst case scenario. And first of all, we realized that we had been apolitical all this time, but in this case, we just can't, cannot keep silent because this is just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And that we would have to make our s- statement clear. And second, we discussed this with Jane, like again, even 10 years ago, that there are certain red lines that we have been thinking about moving for the past six years minimum, but we wanted to do it properly, you know, real, in a relaxed manner, you know, having enough money, coming, choosing a country, going there several times, finding ourselves place to live, etc. Not, not, not like this. Uh, but we have like three red lines, and if each of that red lines was crossed, that would mean that we should go immediately because that. So the first red line is blockage of global social media, like in China, you know, like no Facebook, no, no Instagram, no YouTube. Why is, the, is that a red line? Because we're cut off from our fans. Like all of our fans are, are in the West. We communicate through this media. If it's cut off, we cannot work. We cannot fulfill our purpose. Second, our red line is isolation uh, physical isolation, the the inability to travel. Same reason, we're cut off from our fans physically, we cannot go on tour. And third, red, red line, is confrontation with the entire civilized world, confrontation with the West. Again, we're being forced uh, to be on the other side that our fans are. And our fans are, are the most important thing in our lives. So, and now... In one day, you know, well, in several days, all these three red lines were crossed at the snap of the fingers. Not mentioning that all of a sudden, you know, our country is killing innocent people in a neighboring brotherly country, and we're not even officially allowed to call this a war. They are, there is a law which obliges people to call this some sort of special operation or whatever yeah, yeah. for denazification. <laughs> they are trying to, to pretend that this is World War II. Right. And they're still fighting the Nazis. It's, it's to, total madness. And there's a lot of people who actually support this. There are those who do not, who protest, who move away. But there are really, I'm very sad to say this, there are those who eat all the information that they're being fed. So, or the uh, since since that broke out, our only thoughts were, when do we fly? Because planes stop flying. I mean, right now there are only several holes out of Russia, like to Istanbul, to Dubai, uh, to Tbilisi, no, to Armenia, and to Uzbekistan. And the ticket prices are like through through the roof. Right. I mean, it, when we flew, we paid. Or some something like eight hundred dollars for a one-way ticket, mm. and it has grown up since 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 then. Mm-hmm. So our only thoughts were, where do we fly and when? Of right. course, it was very abrupt. You know, the whole life had to to fit into five suitcases. We grabbed the cat. Or <laughs> uh, we flew basically in, in, into nowhere without knowing where where to live, etc. And the only thing, and this is why I said thank you, and I say it again to you, the only reason making this possible is that we have a distant income. 
Mm. We even have passive income from music. And we know that sitting here, when we came to, to Turkey, we released a new single and we earned several thousand of dollars right here from the hotel, you know, by right. selling this single. We actually took the CDs and the T-shirts with us in, in a special suitcase. Well, right. actually, Anna and Paul, the other members of our band, they, they flew after us and they brought them with them. Hmm. So, and the rest is shipped still from Russia. So, if we had, if if I hadn't bought that MMM course back into 2019, and if I hadn't studied and experimented with all this, I would be like a lot of my friends who are stuck back home, and they write me, you know, this is horrible. I want to leave, but I cannot because what? How will I earn money yeah. abroad? You know, you cannot just come and work somewhere. Yeah. Well, you can in yeah. the United States, but it's difficult. Not here. For <laughs> so, um, so this is, is it a coincidence? I don't know. I don't, but it's a very good one. Right. Well, that's like I said earlier. I, I'm so absolutely touched to you know be any small part of that story. It's that's that's so. No, we are really really grateful for that because I mean we 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 discuss this. I mean we drive along the Mediterranean coast in a rented car, you know, hmm. sitting in a rented apartment, which is not bad, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, buying ourselves food, which is not bad, clothes, which is not bad, you know, searching for a place to live on the coast in the south of, Tur of Turkey in the resort area. And it's coming only from the music sales. And pe people like say, do you earn with your band? Yes, we do. You know, <laughs> what else should we be er er earning with? It's no surprise for us. But we are, but so many colleagues and friends are stuck there. We're actually trying to help them out. But they're main question is okay you will help me out but how am i going to earn my living and i don't know how how to answer that question frankly speaking yeah yeah well that's yeah like i say that's so cool to hear and congratulations on 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 that success and um your ability to get out i'm so sorry for those that have not been able to and and certainly those in in ukraine that are experiencing this that's what i would like like to say think mm. about them i mean we're fine we're safe uh think about those who are left and who who disagree and most of all think about whose lives are being bombed to hell at the moment yeah who are much worse off it's it's a tragedy well, i actually have some colleagues some metal bands in ukraine and moldova which is very close by and and can can be the next target i warned them to move out of there mm. Um, and we keep in touch and it's 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 quite horrible yeah indeed indeed it is well um uh, on that note we've we've gone uh, beyond the amount of time that you had to a lot today so we should probably um wrap up uh I, I, again yeah. i want to we we do uh, i want to thank you very much for mm -hmm. taking the time to share your story and as i say i'm i'm very honored to be a part of it um that that really means a lot i know it's you who does the work but i'm a small footnote in in that story and that that means a lot no to no me. john as again we're extremely grateful to to you because as i said i bought many courses and i'm brutally honest here okay mm. but what i learned from you are made that puzzle complete and made that switch click in my head mm. and made it work that's really cool man Thank yes you. i developed on top of that yes i added something but the basics the um the blueprint is yours that's really really cool thank you and and well, and that's well, an, like the skeleton of the fish you know yeah no that's imp an important point to to stress i i think i i mean that's all at the end of the day uh, i'm trying to do this is a very flexible process and everyone should do exactly that everyone should find their own voice and what works for them it's just the framework and it's a concept and it's an approach that allows musicians i think to see the forest through the trees when it comes to um how it works you know why 
people are attracted to ver- to to artists and how to gain that attention and and the the fundamental approach to selling and monetization that that um you know so many musicians i think are confused about that's all i'm ultimately getting across but it, it, and some people stick very closely to the templates and the structure but but most um, do and probably should experiment as you have and find your own your own streams and that and you know that uh, in, that that come off of that <laughs> that river so to speak um, so so well done um, it, how can people listen to your music how can they learn more about Imperial Just Age type Imperial Age in Google yeah where would you like them to go though what would you want them to to sign up to something listen to your new single buy something how can they help you if they what Whatever. If they want to help, just buy something at the web shop, sign to Patreon. But I think the audience of this podcast is people who, who, who need more help themselves. So sure. if they just want to check things out, you know, just go to link uh, to seven songs dot imperialage.com and go through the funnel and see how it works seven songs dot imperialage.com great yeah all right well thank you very much um for for taking time out of your day alexander i really appreciate sure. it john really i mean no pr involved really thank you I mean, honestly an absolute pleasure thank you all right take care okay cheers all right, once again, that was Alexander Osipov, or Aor from the band Imperial Age. Uh, right at the end there, we got the URL sort of wrong. <laughs> we brushed past the hyphen in it. I think we said it right in the intro of the show. But if you want to check out his music, uh, if you want to check out, I should say, their music, head on over to 7songs.imperial-age.com. Once again, 7songs.imperial-age.com. All right, so one more big thank you uh, to Alexander uh, for sharing their story and uh, to to the band, really, for doing all of that hard work. Uh, it means a lot. And as I said, I was very moved, very touched um, to hear from Alexander. He was on my mind uh, because I'm familiar with him and his music uh, as an MMM student, as someone I've spoken to a number of times um, through those channels. And as soon as the war broke out, I was, you know, I was worried about them. I didn't know how they were going to fare. Uh, if I could even reach out as, uh, you know, social media channels are getting shut down and everything like that. And when I heard from him, it was fantastic to hear that they had uh, that they were not only doing well, but they had gotten out. Um, and as I said in the episode, I, I was incredibly moved to be a, a tiny little footnote in that story. It, it was it, very, very cool. Um, so thank you uh, again to Alexander. If you want to learn more about what Alexander was talking about on the show, if you'd like to learn uh, how to apply these strategies to your music career, then you can head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com. Uh, in the products and services link, you'll find a link to Music Marketing Manifesto 5.0. As of this recording, that just came out. It is a brand new program, completely up to date uh, to help you build marketing funnels for your music. If you're not ready to take that plunge and jump into uh, one of my training programs, then you can sign up for a free copy of my music marketing blueprint. All right. Thank you for listening. Thoughts and prayers go out to everyone uh, in Ukraine for a speedy resolution to what is what is a true, true tragedy. Um, all right. Thank you, everyone, once more. Thanks for listening and take care. Thanks for listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can market your music using the direct-to-fan strategies discussed on this show, then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. Once again, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com.